I, I would probably tell myself to enjoy the ride just a little bit more, get a hobby um, that is away from the business so that you have another way to unwind at the end of the day and kind of try to keep your mind off of it. Cause I really let myself get consumed the last decade. Are you ready to hear business stories and learn effective ways to build relationships, generate sales, and level up your business from awesome CEOs, entrepreneurs, and founders without listening to a long, long, long interview? If so, you've come to the right place. Gresh values your time and is ready to share with you the valuable info you're in search of. This is the I Am CEO Podcast. Hello, hello, hello. This is Gresh from the I Am CEO Podcast, and I have a very special guest on the show today. I have Rain, guest of Our Water Rain. It's awesome to have you, have you on the show. Thanks so much, Gresh. I'm good to be here on a beautiful Yes, it's definitely a beautiful time. Super yes. excited to have you on. <laughs> and uh, before we jumped in, I wanted to read a little bit more about Rain so you can hear about all the awesome things that she's doing. And Rain is the founder of Our Water, and Rain was home birthed and raised in the mountains of Idaho. She attended five university universities while studying various fields, including business, marine biology, and nutrition. And over the last several years, Rain has spent time in Southeast Asia, Europe, Australia, Brazil, Israel, Africa, and many, many other places. She is driven to do good by doing good in the world and developing patented technologies for this cause. Rain, are you ready to speak to the IMCO community? Oh, I'm ready. Let's talk. Awesome. Let's do it then. So to, so to kind of kick everything off, I want to rewind the clock a little bit, hear a little bit more on how you okay. got started with your CEO story. We'll let you get started with all the awesome work you're doing. So with the Our Water story? Mm -hmm. Yeah, everything. Our Water story and your story. Ooh, well, the Our Water story started back in the day in my Los Angeles years in, uh, you know, around 2006, 7, 8, during that time. Mm -hmm. I was doing recycling programs around the city of LA. So as you mentioned, I was born in a very home birth in a very small town up in the mountains of Idaho. So I was just raised in very pristine environments. Um, so when I got out to LA in my 20s, I was like, what the heck is going on here? Like people would just throw their stuff on the street and be like, oh, it's a street cleaner's job to come and get it. And mm. I mean, it was just a mess. You'd see trash overflowing everywhere. So anyway, it, you know, hurt my soul a little bit. Yes. So. <laughs> <laughs> so I started doing recycling programs. I just kind of started a business, um, you know, going into hotels and larger buildings and teaching them how to source separate their commodities, like their plastic you know, cardboard, paper, all that stuff. Saved people a bunch of money doing that. Um, so one of the groups that I worked for was called the Core Hotel Group. And mm -hmm. they were doing a development in the Caribbean. And they asked if I could develop a recycling program for the island. So anyway, I kind of got involved talking with all the people there on the island, the government officials and all those people. And they let me know that a huge problem they'd had on the island is, you know, all the islanders have got sick. Okay, and they couldn't figure out what was causing it. And they finally traced it to the um, landfill. Basically what was happening is because the island had had an influx of development with hotels and resorts in different places, um, all those chemical concentrate containers, you know, that they use for like window cleaner and floor cleaner and disinfectant and all that stuff. When that got discarded into the landfill, the toxic concentrate seeped into the groundwater and made its way to the aquifer, which was the source of drinking water for all the people on the island, wow. okay? So, you know, before that, I hadn't given chemicals much mind, to be honest with you. I was one of these people, like I washed dishes growing up at a restaurant. It was like, the more detergent, the better. <laughs> Didn't think about wearing gloves, you know? Oh, bleach, oh, let me, more bleach, great, right? <laughs> Um, but anyway, quickly came to the realization that that was not the case. You know, chemicals are 
pesticides and they're toxic and they're toxic to humans and they're toxic to the environment generally. So um, anyway, the core hotel group, I went on board with a company that had a technology where you could produce a disinfectant and all purpose cleaner on site by separating salt water. Okay, this is back in like 2008. Um, the hotel group implemented the technology in their properties to help, you know, eliminate the plastic waste problem, you know, throwing all these chemicals out in the landfill. Um, so that was kind of how I got introduced to this sort of technology. Now, a large chemical company, Ecolab, came and bought that technology and shelved it. Oh, no. And that was in 2009. So I was obviously a little bit pissed right. at this. Yeah. I was like, what? Like, is that even legal? Right. right. <laughs> Yeah. Because so, that, by that time, I'd seen, too, like hotel workers, how much they suffered from the chemicals they were exposed to. Right. right? And, you know, let's be real. The majority of janitorial people in hard, you know, large scale hotels are not upper class white kids. Right. So, you know, people weren't paying any attention. Nobody was giving them proper protective gear. Right. They're minimum wage workers. Nobody complains because they don't want to lose their job with benefits. They need to feed their families. Right. Mm -hmm. I mean, it was an issue. You could just you know, people were hurting from the chemicals. So anyway, when I saw that company buy and shelve the technology, I went on a mission to find a new way to produce the solutions and found a new way to produce them and got a patent on it. Nice. Well, I definitely appreciate you for doing that. And I, and I almost, you know, sometimes I use the phrase of voice for the voiceless. And so many times people feel like they don't have a voice and they don't have a say, like, especially if those things are happening. But I appreciate people like you that obviously, you know, are able to build, you know, successful businesses and organizations, but at the same time, do good, as you said, you know, so well, and in, in, in terms of doing it, because sometimes we feel like we have to do either or went, but I love when you have that opportunity to do both. Oh, yeah, no. And it's been, you know, it's been a difficult road because, you know, mind you, this was I applied for the first patent in 2010. So this mm -hmm. has been we were around way before COVID hit. Right. Mm. Um, but, you know, trying to even raise money to get the business going in Los Angeles, you know, you're dealing with venture capital firms that are like, oh, you got what? Well, OK, we'll put some money into you. We want 51 percent when we can go sell it for 4x to the chemical companies. We're out. Right. And I was like, no, you're missing the point. Like, hey, I'm a capitalist. I want to make money. Okay. Mm -hmm. But I want a technology around that's going to help people because right. I was definitely seeing the tragic effects on human health, on the environment. I just don't feel it's, you can't poison the population for profit. I mean, people do it every day. Don't get me wrong. But in my mind, that's just like the shit of the shit. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and I have the same mindset as well, too, where, you know, I almost feel like um, to me, like the, the big, um, the, the best businesses and organizations are those that solve problems. The best entrepreneurs are people that solve problems. And I, I, I can't really jive with uh, starting a problem, solving a problem in order to create a bigger problem when we're talking about the human condition and, and not, you know, having healthy people. It, it, to me, it doesn't make sense. So I appreciate you for doing that. Yeah, well, thanks. You, my, a lot of potential investors would definitely disagree with you. I'm sure. Oh, I know they would. <laughs> but hopefully, like, that no, wave is starting to do change. It this way, I'm like, you're not the right investor for me because that's the wrong way to do it. Yeah. <laughs> we're going to go for optimal impact here. If we're going to do it, we're going to do it. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, so that's kind of how things started back in the day. Um, you know, then I moved to, knew I couldn't really get anywhere in Los Angeles because it was so expensive to live. Like mm -hmm. I was barely getting by. I could barely pay my rent because mm -hmm. I was, you know, paying all my money to buy parts to build prototypes. And my right. brother and uh, the inventor were, were building prototypes out of their shops. And 
yeah, my girls would be like, you wore that dress last weekend. I was like, I bought electrodes. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. <laughs> and I dry cleaned it. So. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry if I mess up your Facebook photo. <laughs> <laughs> no, that, anyway. that's, that's awesome. Because I, I mean, I think a lot of people don't realize sometimes the challenge of like truly disrupting, you know, an industry and sometimes disrupting the, the norm, so to speak, when you have people that have especially a lot of, you know, money and probably influence as well, too, that want to sometimes take those technologies and shelve them when you're trying to do something good and the sacrifices and the impact that you had to take in order to make sure that that happens. So I appreciate you for that. Well, and we're still not through it, right? We're still dealing, yeah, you know, I'm with sure. it every day. You know, we're going up against multi-billion dollar companies that do not want us around, you mm-hmm. know, throughout the years. You'd be surprised at how many people got fired in positions that wanted to put us in or, you know, how many facilities got free chemicals forever in order to kick us out. Right. <laughs> right? You know, just very stuff that is very unethical. But if you start like going and doing lawsuits everywhere, you don't have money to go right. and do it. Right. And then you take up all your time trying to, you know, fight them that way. And you, you know, sometimes just got to put one foot in front of the other and keep on pushing. Yeah, absolutely. And you don't sometimes have the resources to be able to do what you were created to do that mission, you know, that you had. So um, I wanted to drill down a little bit deeper because I, I know you touched on it a little bit. I want to hear a little bit more about our water, the, the patent and everything that you have and how you serve the clients and also what you feel kind of maybe even sets you apart is what I like to call your secret sauce and make sure you unique. Oh, we got some secret sauce. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> got that in my swag bag. No. Um, So basically the technology is a computer system that creates a healthcare grade disinfectant and an all purpose cleaner out of salt water. And we do so by separating the salt, which is sodium chloride and recombining sodium with water on one side of a cell and the chlorine with water on the other side of the cell. So when you separate salt, you actually get two products. Um, One of them is hypochlorous acid and one of them is sodium hydroxide. So, the big differentiator here, right, is that we're actually enabling people to produce their chemicals on site versus having them packaged and shipped to them. Mm-hmm. Um, but efficacy is a huge deal. So TK60 is our disinfectant. Um, hypochlorous acid is the active ingredient in that product. That product replaces all window cleaners, all disinfectants, all sanitizers, right? I mean, it replaces tens of thousands of products that are currently out in the market. And what sets us apart as far as efficacy is concerned is most products take 10 minutes to work, meaning you would actually have to spray a product on a surface and let it sit there for 10 minutes before you wiped it up for it to actually kill the germs it claims to kill. Now, you've probably been out to eat, you've probably been to the gym, you've probably been, have you ever seen someone wait 10 minutes for a product to work? No, No. people weren't even doing it throughout the pandemic. It was so frustrating. Um, So our product though, it kills, 100% of the pathogens that they require you to test in one minute, and it kills COVID in under 20 seconds. Mm -hmm. So super high efficacy, and it's safe. You can spray the stuff in your eyes, your face, you can, you know, gargle with it, and it doesn't hurt you. Whereas chemicals that people use now, I mean, they, it causes all sorts of issues, breathing issues, skin rashes, right? Um, and then the other product that comes out of our device is FC Plus for Floor and Carpet Care Plus more. And that product replaces all of your like degreasers, all-purpose cleaners, grout cleaners, granite cleaners, right? So those two products, you know, really replace the vast majority of chemicals that are out in the world today. And yeah. they work better. 
work better and make the world a better place. It sounds like too. And they're safe for humans, right? Yeah. And they're safe. They're clean release in the environment. And, you know, during COVID and stuff, everybody was running out of disinfectant, right? It was a big deal. That makes sense. Well, I wanted to switch gears a little bit and I wanted to ask you for what I call a CEO hack. So this could be like an mm. Apple book or a habit that you have, but what's something that makes you more effective and efficient? I go to bars and talk to people that sit next to me. <laughs> no, I mean, truthfully, though, I, I do read, you know, books and blogs on occasion and stuff, but probably the best insights um, that I've gotten have just been from truly talking to people next to me on a flight or people at restaurants or whatnot, just open random conversations. You know, if you're writing a book, you're taking time to really put specific thought processes down mm -hmm. in a certain way to affect the most people. But if you have a conversation after a couple of cocktails with somebody at a bar and they're a really successful business person, I mean, you can get so much of the real lowdown on how yeah. to handle situations and connections and everything. So yeah, my hack would be, be open, be out there and, you know, really just be yourself. And um, I wanted to ask you now for what I call a CEO nugget. So this could be a word of wisdom mm -hmm. or piece of advice. It might be something if you were to hop into a time machine, you would tell your younger business self. I, I would probably tell myself to enjoy the ride just a little bit more, get a hobby um, that is away from the business so that you have another way to unwind at the end of the day and kind of try to keep your mind off of it. Because I really let myself get consumed the last decade. I mean, my mm -hmm. 30s, I'm 41 now, but uh, my thirties were really consumed by the business. I mean, mm -hmm. living it, dreaming it, grieving it every day. Wish I would have taken a dance class or, you know, just something. I want to ask you now my absolute favorite question, which is the definition of what it means to be a CEO. We're hoping to have different quote unquote CEOs on the show. So Rain, what does being a CEO mean to you? Yeah, being a CEO just, I guess, means hopefully I can help lead my organization to you know, making a better difference in the world and empower the people within my organization to improve their lives. I truly appreciate that uh, perspective, Rain, and I truly appreciate all the time you took today. What I wanted to do is just pass you the mic, so to speak, just to see if there's anything additional you can let our readers and listeners know, and of course, how best they can get a hold of you and find out about all the awesome things you and your team are working on. One thing I would just really ask people is, I feel like today we're getting in such a digital age that we have lost touch with each other and we've lost touch of actual experience. We all are relying on our social media pages and what the news is feeding us to get our information. But the best way to get information is to go out there and live it and be a part of it and to get involved in your communities and to drive change and to really know that, you know, the whole thing that one person you know, some people feel they cannot make a difference, but one person absolutely can make a difference and we all should. So um, I just would really like to see people get out of that mindset of things are happening to me versus the mindset of I'm going to go make things happen, right? Because mm -hmm. we all have that ability. We all have obstacles that we have to get through, but we all have the ability to go and do things. So I don't care if it's helping a neighbor. I don't care if it's going and donating some time. I don't care if it's visiting a nursing home so you can gain some of the people's knowledge that are in there so that we can you know, prevent history from repeating itself in certain areas, but just get out and get more involved. Like we don't need to be spending all of our time on screen time, living vicariously through other people's lives. Hmm. That would be my little end of the day nugget. Nice. And if people want to get a hold of us, you can go to r-water.com, reach out, shoot us an email or call our office. And we'd be happy to talk with you.
Awesome. 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 Thank you so much again, Rain. We will have the link and information in the show notes as well, too, so that everybody can get a hold of you and find out about all the awesome things that you're working on. But I love that last uh, kind of nugget that you gave as well, too. I think so many times we talked about the human aspect and how we forget about that. That happens in business, but probably it happens even more in life. So getting yeah. that opportunity to connect, have a relationship, talk, have some uh, some margaritas or something, whatever it might be to, to kind of lighten the mood. I think that's the, the the preciousness of, you know, life. And I appreciate you for reminding us of that and how we can do that in our lives. Oh, I can do better too. <laughs> <laughs> we all can. <laughs> You're making me want to call people and be like, hey, haven't talked in a while. <laughs> <laughs> well, awesome. Thank you for listening to the I Am CEO podcast powered by CB Nation and Blue 16 Media. Tune in next time and visit us at imceo.co. IMCEO is not just a phrase, it's a community. Get your driven CEO gear at ceogear.co. This has been the IMCEO podcast with Gresham Harkless Jr. Thank you for listening.